This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, May 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. White House mulls more trade assistance. Subsidy-sucking freeloaders. Overwhelming union vote at USDA. Pence says more trade aid possible. The Trump administration has been telling farmers for months that there would not be another round of trade assistance this year. But Vice President Mike Pence abruptly changed course yesterday, only hours before tariffs on China were set to rise. During a visit with farmers in northwest Minnesota, Pence said the White House is considering providing more trade aid. Make no mistake about it, we've already had preliminary discussions in the White House for additional support for farmers if this impasse with China continues. Keep in mind, there are tactical reasons for Pence to say that, as well as the obvious political ones. Shielding U.S. farmers from the impact of additional retaliatory tariffs gives the administration some additional leverage with the Chinese. That's leverage the administration did not have when the administration was saying there would be no more trade assistance. At the same time, farmers are increasingly nervous about the president's trade policy and the trade war with China. Pence pressures Peterson on USMCA. Pence made it clear why he went to northwest Minnesota for the farm visit. The congressional district is represented by House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson, and Pence wanted to put some pressure on him to get the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement approved by Congress. Peterson doesn't have jurisdiction over trade policy, but Pence called on Peterson to push House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to put the USMCA to a vote. We really do believe that if Speaker Pelosi puts the USMCA on the floor of the House of Representatives, it will pass. Lawmaker. OMB sees farmers as subsidy-sucking freeloaders. A Republican lawmaker laid into the White House yesterday over its opposition to a new round of disaster assistance for farmers. The Office of Management and Budget has taken the position of existing USDA programs as sufficient to cover farmers' losses. At a House Agriculture Subcommittee hearing, Representative Austin Scott of Georgia said OMB's position runs counter to promises Pence made to farmers in Georgia who lost crops to Hurricane Michael last fall. Scott put it this way, When things are handed off to people at the Office of Management and Budget who consider the American farmer and American farm family nothing but subsidy-sucking freeloaders, there's a disconnect in what is actually coming out of the administration and what the administration is telling us and what they're going to do. Bart Davis, a cotton and peanut producer from Georgia, told the subcommittee that a combination of flat prices, trade uncertainty, and natural disasters have created a perfect storm for farmers. He said bankers were holding off on helping some farmers because of the delay and congressional approval of an aid package. Keep in mind, the disaster aid bill remained stalled in the Senate because of ongoing dispute over Puerto Rico and other issues, including funding for rebuilding harbors and ports. Union vote sends message to USDA and the Hill. Economic Research Service staff hoping their landslide vote yesterday to unionize will force USDA to slow down and take a hard look at its proposed recolocation of the agency outside of Washington, D.C. But one employee at the vote 
which was 138 to 4 in favor of representation by the American Federation of Government Employees, said the department plans to make a final decision on a new location by next Wednesday. Employees will then have 30 days to decide whether they wish to stay or go. After that, they'll have until October 15th to report to the new location. USDA has not made its relocation schedule public. It also has repeatedly refused to say how many employees are currently at ERS, but outside groups and an employee at the vote said the brain drain has been significant. When the department announced in August it planned to relocate ERS and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture, USDA said there were 300 employees at ERS. At yesterday's vote, 204 were eligible to cast ballots. AFGE Special Assistant Peter Winch said the union will continue to press its case publicly against the move, including by looking at whether the General Services Administration should have reviewed ERS and NIFA's leases. NIFA employees will hold a unionization vote on June 11th. Wettest 12-month period on record for U.S.? An average of 36.2 inches of rain fell over the lower 48 states from May 2018 to April 2019. It's the first time the number has topped 36 inches in over 120 years of record-keeping. That according to weather underground meteorologist Bob Henson. The rising precipitation follows a long-term trend. Henson adds since the 1800s, the annual precipitation average has risen from 29 to 31 inches. The massive amounts of rainfall have reduced the amount of drought in the country to its lowest level in several decades. FDA assessing risk with frozen berries. Have you been using frozen berries to make your morning smoothie? Well, since consumers often use frozen berries without cooking them, FDA is concerned the fruit could be contaminated with dangerous viruses. The agency says it's started sampling frozen strawberries, raspberries, and blackberries for hepatitis A and norovirus and will report the results on a quarterly basis. The testing, which started in November, will be over 18 months. The samples are being selected from processors, wholesalers, and retailers, as well as ports of entry. Indian tribes face barriers with ag lending. Indian tribes claim it is hard to get agricultural credit loans because tribal lands can only be used as collateral under certain circumstances with federal permission. That according to a government accountability office study. Some 80% of land in trusts for tribes is used for farming and ranching. The report also found tribes had a difficult time filling out paperwork because they either had poor or no credit history. Here's today's She Said It. It's undeniable that this administration has continuously used our family farmers as political bargaining chips in a senseless trade war. That Representative Angie Craig of Minnesota at the House Agriculture Subcommittee hearing. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, May 10th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.